Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode six of the podcast, and it's just going to be the three of us today. Andy has survived the heat wave in the UK. <laughs> uh, my yeah, my bro is he, he was actually no, he was down south. He's normally in Scotland, but he was down south, and he found like the only office space with aircon, <laughs> so he based himself there. Because yeah, I mean. I've been in 40 degree heat here, and it's kind of, you kind of expect it, but uh, yeah, when in the UK, it's a different story, so glad you made it through, Andy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's one thing, I, I never actually complain about heat. I'm like, I'm the biggest wimp when it comes to cold weather, so when it's hot, you won't hear me moan, you know, it, although it gets hot and, and sticky, you, you never hear me moan. Yeah. Yeah. It could be worse, it could be, it could be snowing well now, you know, and you just never know with British weather what it's going to do, but um, no, but you know, it's nice, it's nice, you know, the gym I train in has aircon, so that's I was actually the, in there when it was really hot, it was actually quite nice. That's the 1% of the UK with aircon. Exactly, <laughs> and that's the thing, we were talking about this the other day, they're saying, what would have been a smart move would have been a couple of years ago by buy shares of British air conditioning companies <laughs> yeah. because they would have been cheap. But now the you know, air con units <laughs> Yeah, I think we are, especially with global warming, that would have been a smart move. Not saw it coming. No no no. No one predicted this one. It's not global warming coming, you know, everyone knew it's coming, but I don't think before It'd be sort of this quick, and sort of seeing like you know the effects of weather change, climate change across the globe. Yeah, yeah. it's like pockets of heat waves and cold fronts here and there. It's a uh, no, no one really. Yeah, saw it you guys are freezing. We're, we're freezing. <laughs> I I don't think it's colder than last year. I think it's yeah. It just hits because here it's that three months of cold, and it, I think it hits midway, and everyone's just like fed yeah, up yeah. of. The, the grey, um, yeah, I'm like you, Andy, I'm such a wimp with cold, like hot, you, I don't know, you just get on with it, but yeah. cold, yeah, cold and grey, oh, no. I know, it's thing though, it's like annoyingly, like my mash, I know, yeah, it's not raining still, so it's still dry, yeah. Yeah. my movie's cold and miserable, but, you know, there is still this issue of this sort of drought in northern Kenya, yeah. So quite quite significant you know of course the whole border of africa too is you know there's been not enough rain so we'll see yeah no the rain patterns were very strange but um anyway <laughs> off the weather uh yeah. you're, you're on holiday so what does what does a holiday for you look like are you, you i know you're still training but are you do you still have a goal with your training or is it more just like um, having fun no, no, you know there's no real goal you know because I'm, I'm just trying to sort of decide what to do with injuries and stuff, whether to have a knee replacement. Yeah. So I'm probably 
going to aim, but it's how quickly I can get that in um, to have that maybe done this year and not compete. So generally, it's just generally sort of almost almost maintenance. I'm going to probably do it because like, I want bulking, so I'm going to do a slight deficit for yeah. a few weeks. Um, but yeah, holiday, the thing is, you know, holidays for me are quite active. Yeah. And I don't, like last weekend we were out kayaking and, you know, paddling along the river, um, which is great, which is kind of stuff I like to do. So, you know, I'm lucky do a bit more of that over the next, you know, couple of weekends or get some paddle boards or, because, you know, paddle boards are inflatable, so you get inflatable paddle boards. So it'd be easy to fit into a car. Yeah. yeah. Get, I've even been looking at flammable kayaks because some of the new ones are really good. But for me, it's like active. Like today, you go yeah. out walking, you know, despite you know moaning about my knee. I still yeah. like to go out walking. It's just you know, to avoid too many hills. Yeah. Um, is it really painful? Yeah, actually, hmm? Sorry, is it really painful? At the moment, it's pretty bad. To be yeah. fair. It's, um, but you know, I, I won't. You won't hear me actually. It's over to the cat. You won't hear me moan when I'm out walking and just sort of grit my teeth and walk through the pain, but yeah. it's like when I'm at home having to go up and down stairs, you know, one, again, you know, I don't have stairs to yeah. you, yeah. you have to go up and down stairs, but it's, it, yeah, it's, it's not too swap on today, but that's the moment. Um, but yeah, it's pretty sore, but it's what it is. Um, but yeah, so activity, that's what my, I mean, I'm still trained, so Basically, not much changes when I'm on holiday. It just means I don't focus on work. Yeah. yeah. Focus on, you know, training. I enjoy training, so therefore, I'm not going to stop training. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And it's nice to do other things, though, like paddle boarding and just, just yeah. being in, yeah, active and, yeah, having the time to train when you want and taking your time training. That's what I like about holidays. Yeah. I have this conversation with clients because, you know, a few clients on holidays and stuff like that. Enjoy your holiday, eat, eat what you want within reason, don't go, you know, absolutely mental. And, you know, but just enjoy it, but stay active. If you can stay active, it's, you know, keeps your body ticking over. You don't have to train on holiday if you don't want to. If you enjoy the training, do it. If you don't, just being active is enough probably to, to maintain everything. Yeah. Things like, you know, say, paddleboard, a bit kayaking, or swimming in the pool. Even messing around there, pull your kids and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's enough activity to, you know, tie you over. If, you know, if you don't want the trend. Yeah, it Inst- really is. Instagram has uh, messed up how people in, uh, need to enjoy holidays. It's become like mm-hmm. you have to train, you have to do burpees before you eat your burgers, or it's just like just be on holiday and you know do the activities you plan for the holiday. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, bec- it's it's become interesting as to like everyone makes it like you have to train on holiday when you really don't, especially if you've been no, doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to be that. If you've got a really stressful job, you've been training really hard. Sometimes sitting around sunbathing yeah. is actually what your body needs. Do it too. doesn't necessarily need to be doing anything else. You know, so sometimes you just need pure rest and relaxation. Yeah, it's just not knowing knowing your body enough to or having a coach that knows your body enough to say actually it's on a break yes read a book and chill (laughs) well yeah and i mean you know because 
all of us track all our clients' data, you can see when they come back from a holiday. Oh, yeah. Blood sugar is good. You know, their weight has even gone down. And it's just because they've de-stressed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, they're, they're always so worried that they're going to put on weight. And you're like, you know, just, just wait and see. Wait and see. And then, you know, it's also that, and we've talked about it before, just like, so when, when you train, you're not actually burning that many calories. And that's not why you're training. So I think people get the wrong idea where they're like, oh, I'd rather do like one hour in the gym and sit like a potato for the rest of the day. Whereas on, on holidays, it's usually the, you know, the opposite because you're out and about yeah. you know, doing things. That, again, you're, you're probably burning more calories. Maybe you're eating more. So again, it's, that, it's a happy maintenance. That's the thing. It's like, you know, you are on the beach, say. But it's not the same as being behind the computer for eight hours a day yeah. sitting at a desk. You know, you are going to be walking. Down. Even if you're sunbathing, you get up and walk to the water, go splash around to cool off. You know, these things are activity. And you're right, you know, half the time on holiday, you, you burn more calories than you would any other week. Yeah, there's also just, yeah, like you said, there's just way less stress for you. If men- especially mentally, you're just in a different place as compared to when you're in front of the computer. So, uh, yeah, it, it, takes, it takes a while also trying to get guys to unlearn that, like clients, and learn that, you know, you can just go for holiday and holiday. Explore, do your steps, do the activities, and just... Just be on holiday. <laughs> I generally train on holiday if it's not a rest period, if I'm on to my rest yes, period, yeah. or week. Only because I like training mm-hmm. and I like having a little bit of, you know, a regime in place because the problem with holidays, you know, you don't have to know what time it yeah. is. <laughs> you get all a bit confused. So I like to have that in place just yeah. so like, I can go train at this time. And, but I don't, it's not something, you know, that, you know, it has to be an amazing session. It's just like, you know, and sometimes I'll, I'll go out and find a nice gym. If I don't, it's okay. I'll just use what's there and, you know, it could just be, you know, I just enjoy training and then I get enjoyment from training, so I keep it in. But if, you know, sometimes your know, training is, you know, should be the last thing on your mind. If you've had a really stressful fight, but same as the clients, if you're really stressed, actually it's quite good to take a couple of days off training. Yeah. If you're really stressful work, wait until it's less stressful at work to train. You know, have a couple of days off. You know, sometimes like, I make clients who've had audits or tax KRA audits and stuff. Oh. Yeah. But like, just focus on that. Let's, you know, yeah. let's have a couple of high days because otherwise, you know, we're just adding stress to stress. And, yeah. you know, something always has to break yeah i think for me with like holidays why i i train is because chances are it's a new place i've never been to and since i like training it's it's the same way say someone likes clubbing they'll look for new pubs and new people to meet i i go for gyms i we we like we clear we just walk around and look for new gyms and (laughs) so i agree with that even when i go to coast club if i'm staying in the alley what I like to do is I like to go train at Rocks uh, Park, which is in Yakunda. It's not, you know, it's mm. not, not, it's not a gym with a view or anything. But what I enjoy doing is I hire a motorbike yeah. when I stay on the coast. And I like just riding up to the gym along the Ali Beach 
road or a motorbike. Yeah. Because, yeah, unlike, you know, trying to ride a motorbike through, you know, Nairobi and stuff, I would uh-huh. take things like that. Yeah, it's different. I would hope pretty chill riding as I yeah. got back in the UK, riding a motorbike. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I just like to do that. Ride a motorbike, get to the gym, train, ride a motorbike back, and that's quite enjoyable to yeah. me. I'm like, yeah, it's quite nice. And it's it's like you said, it's probably a session where you go in and it's like, you know what? Okay, I'll do, I'll do some arms yeah. and it's, it's like. Yeah, a, you can plan the session properly. Yeah. Let's have a competition. Yeah. If I'm going in prep, or I've got a structured off season, then I might. But half time, it's like, oh, it's holiday mode. I'll do a bit of fun. It'd be a bit of fun training, you know. Yeah. Do stuff I wouldn't normally do. Exactly. Do some equipment. Yeah. Maybe the gym's with different equipment that wouldn't normally use. Um, and then just actually just mess around. Have fun. And what doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. It's like your your idea of being on a on a different mindset but in the gym. It's just it's just it's the place you enjoy being in and you know, you're there but in a different sort of mood and mindset. <laughs> yeah, and it's important to have fun, I think, yeah. with your training and yeah, just have those periods of times where it's not necessarily so structured. And you know, if you've trained for years, it's it's easy to maintain what you've got. Mm-hmm. You know, like e- even with your your knee, I'm sure you can still maintain. You know, pretty much what you've got with you know you know different different exercises as well, which I guess kind of leads us into the main topic of this podcast, which is the importance of individualizing your exercises for your biomechanics your limitations, you know, and your goals. And I know Leon loves to do rants about this on <laughs> on Instagram. So. Well, it's, it's something like, you know, we all feel yeah. quite passionate about. Yeah. There's, there's nothing worse than seeing people just doing the same thing for someone else. Does it? And this is my big pet hate is on Instagram. I've said this before, it's when people say, save this workout and give it a go. It's like, well, no, don't save the workout. You, know, you don't know anything about your people watching. You know? Just, you know, you're showing them your training, great, but don't tell them to do the same training as you because it may not be suitable for them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all yours. It's, it's very... It's like... It's where, you know, um, it's different to show you a movement or training and be like, this is why I do what I do. It's not save and do this like me when, you know, when you do it, you know, you're feeling your lower back and I'm telling you I'm feeling my lats. But it's like, I do it like this because this does this. But, you know, there's different ways to do it and you can take the time to find which one works for you rather than just, oh, here I am doing burpees and rows and jumping and it's like, save this, it's a burner. You you can do it too, you know. It's it's like that that doesn't really doesn't really help anyone. No. And yeah, it's it's. But uh, it's it's just sad that that is the culture of Instagram, and I think that's where like good coaches are good and worth it because they'll look at your individual biomechanics and you know find what works for you. Because like I've, I sometimes do an exercise and I'm like, oh my gosh, Leon, try this. Like I can really feel it. Like I made some, I'm sure it's been done before, but it was yeah. like a, a landmine, like pendly row thing. Um, and, and like for me, it just got my mid back perfectly. Like Leon did it, he looked quite strange. Um, yeah, especially it, the, the, 
the because even difference in height yeah height <laughs> is is a, a huge factor um because I, I it's all I saw you know magazines yeah that's what them. guys do and bench. it's like yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and when I changed well a few years back from doing barbell bench to dumbbell I enjoyed the dumbbell I get a better stretch I can control the angle of the movement and it just feels less constricted like I think I'm like you because barbell bench just unless I'm doing like an overhead which it also has taken me time to find the angle that works my delts yeah. I don't enjoy like flat benching it, it just no, I, was say, I don't flat bench much at all yeah, yeah anything like dumbbells because I just don't feed it enough in my chest mm. yeah like everything else takes over like my triceps are way bigger than my biceps I think they take over a lot of yeah press pushing, so. 
because even even with clients i try you know play around with you just get light weights and tell them to play around with the angles and it's like where do you feel it and you you hear it's like oh man my my arms and you're like okay that maybe we went too far in and it got triceps and you compare with chest you can see a lot of them it takes time because at the end range it's like they're pushing the the delt just comes in and well they let the shoulders round yeah. forward a lot especially if you've not got good mobility and it's yeah. it's yeah. that way with a lot of people with bench you find it's it's like um i think uh, the guy i like to follow mike and and also jp they say it very well rather than thinking of pushing the weight away think of you you know so your scapula is always on the back because yeah. a lot of people it's like if i do not lift this weight it's going to crush me and therefore it's like i need to get it up yeah However, that, that, that's great intensity but uh, yeah not necessarily good for targeting muscle but as mm-hmm. said, the really important thing is actually mobility and i think over the years you know my mobility is quite better now i'm not playing rugby but like years playing rugby especially in the forwards yeah. my actual you know i would always have like sore shoulders and back <laughs> and you know therefore like you know you you don't you know lacking mobility um but uh, just bring you down so like you've got variations on exercises yeah i love a floor press mm-hmm. when i do floor pressing i actually use much more chest and yeah because my body's flat against the floor and yeah. i keep my, my back pressed into the floor unlike a bench where it's only in the middle bit of my back so therefore my shoulders can come off because I just don't even notice I'm doing it. Yeah. On the floor, I like doing um, a floor press on a landmine bar. Mm. Oh, so nice. you set it up a little bit, so it's elevated a little yeah. bit on the floor. You press it up one arm unilaterally at a time. Yeah, nice. I haven't I tried that. You get a lot of, yeah. of chest. Yeah. Nice yeah, that's a, a good one. Checks. Uh, yeah, because I can push my, get my body in the perfect position just to target chest. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's about finding what works for you, what works for your clients. Um, and one of the big questions, and this is where it's important to find a new coach, you know, when you do those pre-questionnaires and you ask about injuries, and you know, and even looking at someone's physique, they can tell if, you know, they're, you know, they're good at pressing or not, or, you know, if someone says to me, I love squats, and I look at their legs and they're quite small, <laughs> I say, well, there's two things happening here. I'm a squat, so I'm grateful. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're not targeting what you want them to. Yeah, and it's easy to see someone who squats a bit like me, their glutes be bigger than their quads, or but you know, we, we go, I always feel squats in my lower back. It's like, well, you know, that's probably because you're taking the weight from your back. Mm. But you know, you can see that from looking someone's physique. But you know, those injury lists are really important. It's like, well, you know, you got you suffer from back issues, like you know, you suffer from this, and you can start working out saying actually. I know people get bad shoulders, bad backs, especially bad backs, where I say, well, for a while, let's do things just in a seated position using the bench, just yeah. mm-hmm. so we don't aggravate anything. Let's build up your mobility over the first few, you know, blocks, and then we can re- readdress, you know, look at some of the compound lifts later. Let's just work on building you up to that stage, not, you know, you know people walk into a gym and the trainer goes, all right, let's go do squats. We've asked them no questions. We don't know anything about them. We just put them under a squat bar, and for the next week we can barely move because their back's a mess. Yeah, yeah, squat, it's, bench, deadlift. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean it's, those are pretty, you know, advanced moves. I mean, I even get my clients to send them, um, like, just basic mobility 
videos like how like arms going overhead because yeah. that's going to tell you if they should be overhead pressing or not or like generally most people are tight in their mid back you know then you do like just a basic squat a basic lunge a hinge like what, what does it look like especially if you're not an in-person trainer and like you can do this to yourself as well because like if you film yourself doing um well, you call it like a wall angel where you're back, you're sitting with your back against the wall, your arms are out at like 90 degrees and then you raise them against the wall, you know, trying to maintain contact, like the back of your wrist, your elbow, see how high you can get. You know, that, that'll tell you a lot. And also like what side, because you've generally got like one arm that's gone much higher than the other. <laughs> and again, like you can see that from people's photos. You can see, you know, like one shoulder rolled forward or from the back, you can see if someone's a little bit tight on this side. Or like, or like guys who bench too much, when they stand, you know, their, their, their hands are facing backwards because their shoulders are so internally rotated. You, know, you can see all these things. So, and that will tell you a lot on what you need to work on. And like Andy just said, you know, just build your base first, mobility. And that's so hard for people because they're like, I want to get into, you know, building muscle, losing fat ASAP. But if you're a little bit patient, that will take you there so much faster than if, you know, you go straight into those things and just exacerbate, you know, injuries and limitations that you have. And even for experienced trainees, I would say like ourselves, like sometimes you just need to drop the weight, drop your ego and like just, you know, you get into bad habits with movement patterns sometimes. And you don't often notice until you film yourself or someone says something or you get a bit of a niggle and then you need to take it back. You need to drop that weight, you know, go back to basics, maybe do some unilateral work, you know, and then build up from there. I think that's a... Yeah, I, I love unilateral work. I do that, especially bad yeah. I always train for a week side first and just use that as a benchmark for the other side. Don't go beyond that. But um, yeah. you're right, you know, there's lots of stuff you're there, you know, you need to look at, you know, don't force yourself into doing something. Start, you know, with basic movement patterns. Start with, see, everyone wants to jump straight in, but actually, let's just get you to a place where you can actually start progressing properly. Because a habit is, you know, getting into habits can be really detrimental. It can be brilliant. If you start off with a really good core foundation, your habit will be brilliant. Yeah. But there's no point continuing doing the same thing over and over again if it's wrong for you. In building a habit, it maybe can take a little bit of time to undo. And even most experienced people, I love, you know, I've done it a couple of times, broken down and started, and started exercises again. Like, let's just start from the bottom up again. I've done it with squats, you know, uh, with injuries. You know, I now always heel elevate on my squats. Mm -hmm. Always, if I'm going to do them. And I always do squats in the yeah, Smith machine. Yeah. Purely because I don't want, you know, the extra movement around the knee if I, you know, misstep and, you yeah. know, come out of a rack and I miss, you know, put my heels down, I could damage my knee further. So, you know, I look at things, you know, what is going to give us, you know, be safest, but also target what I want it to do. And, you know, and you break it down and you start. And even a lot of my training now is, I mean, I'm going to do a lot of like, pyramiding up and down. So, you know, actually, when I'm pushing myself, it's only for a lot less reps mm. than when I'm, you know, on the lower weight. That way, you know, I build up slowly, 
trying to keep the form the same. But if my form goes slightly off, it's going to have a lot less detriment. This is for, you know, when, you know, doing, trying to do 12 reps on, with really bad form. Yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's crazy. The few weeks ago, someone asked me, <laughs> "Why, why did you stop doing the heavy weight? Yeah, the heavy stuff you used to do. You, you know, they were like, you used to be so strong. You know what happened?" And I sat and I'm like, "Yeah, actually, I I used to. You know, I not that I'm less strong, but so it just you changed. Left the same way. You probably left more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit more. Yeah." Yeah, it's different. It's it's even the way you're saying it's yes, okay, there's strength training, there's hypertrophy and I'm trying to build muscle. And then I I thought they were the same thing where it's like, oh, if I just keep on lifting heavy, I'll keep on growing and up to a point with hypertrophy it's not the case. And then also it just reached a point I felt like I have nothing to prove and I I want to learn the movement, I want to feel the movement, because most of those heavy ones, it was just, you know, A to B, A to B, yeah. Oh, that's exactly, I was just, so when you said that, I was thinking, I used to be able to squat 250 kgs. Yeah, it's like, I'm stronger than I feel it in my quads. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't hit my quads at all. It was like, yeah, the reason I could lift that amount in a squat is because every other muscle oh, yeah. was taking the weight, <laughs> you know. So it's like, well, What's the point? That's why, I, you know, you, be, you never see me heavy squat now. Like, I might go, you know, up to 180 kgs, you know, like a moment because I didn't do that, but, yeah. like, you know, I don't really go much beyond that. Most of my squatting's probably 150 and below. Mm. Yeah, because I just don't, I like to really trump focus, go really slow, really target those quads. And when you're targeting muscles, you know, you're not trying to spread that weight across all muscles, so therefore you fatigue a lot quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're really, if you can squat really heavy, guarantee you're, you're hitting a lot of your, you know, your, you know, your glutes, hamstrings, probably lower back. Just take that weight. Yeah, lower back does take a beating. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. It, it really does. Um, sorry, you've, you've No, I was just saying, it's like, if I stop feeling a movement or after a certain weight, I stop feeling it in the muscle I'm trying, like I've reached a point where it's like I have no I'm not embarrassed to be like you know what I'm going to go 10 kilos down whereas I remember back in the gym it's like oh man I'm I need to live I can't let this guy live you know I, I don't care I feel it just if do it my back comes off the uh, off the uh, bench if I'm benching if I'm bouncing off the bottom at a squat I've done it is so now it's just reached that point okay, I'm not feeling it. I didn't get to the reps I wanted. That was too much. I'll just go down, give it a few weeks. Like, it, I guess it's it's growth with training and learning, like, what we're trying to say, where you've learned to individualize the movements, the training to yourself, to the point your ego never checks in, where you're not worried about who's looking at how much you're lifting or... Yeah. Even internally, you're not like, oh crap! Now I can't lift this anymore. I'm, 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 I'm am I serious? You know, there's. It's just I'm it not is. feeling you know, it. Who suffers most of that? Trainers. Mm. When they're doing their own training, they feel like they should be the strongest people True. in the gym and oh, stuff. Yes. And I've seen some trainers with the worst form because of it. You know, they're trying to lift the most weight. But I always say, you know, if you're training with someone, 
their priority is to your safety. So if your form's rubbish, instead of cheering you on and saying, great lift, they should be saying, actually, mm. that's actually a shocking lift. You, you know, your lower back came off the pad, you know, your shoulders rounded. You know, let's, let's drop the weight off. And try again. And do it again. Yeah. You know, the spotter should be able to see you do that. Because actually, when you're lifting, half time, you don't, you can't see it yourself. Yeah. Oh. You don't even notice. It's not until sometimes you film yourself. Mm. Mm. No, I think that's is such a good point. Like, film yourself, you know, on especially on those big moves. It's so interesting. Like, film your feet, film from different angles, film from the front, film from the side, um, so that you you can see what you're doing and be like, is this move actually right for me? And, you know, it really does take time and experimentation to find, you know, what works best for you. Like, I'm short, but I have long femurs. So, again, like squatting is just, mm. you know, we'll use the safety bar and a heel and a heel elevation to make that work. So, yeah. you know, if it's worth looking into speciality equipment, if you have your home gym, such as like a safety bar, you know, get some wedges you know, things like that, or if you're in the gym, you know... Even if you don't have your own space, speak to a gym. If you want to use a safety bar, buy one for yourself, ask them to keep it behind yeah, true. Yeah, true. and use it when you're there. But, you know... They make a big difference. If you, if you just speak to gym owners and managers, and yeah, I'm guaranteeing they let you keep your bar there. Yeah, yeah no. or, or you find, like... I know so many clients have been like, oh, there's this funny bar, like, hidden <laughs> around the corner... Yeah, I don't yeah, know what it is. Yeah. They send a picture and it's like a trap bar. I'm like, oh my it's gosh, like, get it. <laughs> Bring it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like safety bars, trap bars, like deadlifts. You know, not everyone is made to deadlift. Yeah, even... Um, yeah, I'm not a great deadlifter. I, I love deadlifting, but I'm not a great deadlifter. It's in, yeah. yeah, I reach my limit. I've never gone beyond 250 kgs and I've been trying for like like uh, when uh, programming I, I I like uh, uh, Mike Israel's the fatigue, yeah, fatigue fatigue to stimulus ratio yeah. 
So mm-hmm. when I'm programming, I use that a lot where it's exactly what you've said. It's like, okay, there's deadlifts and there's this, which is giving you more stimulus, more fatigue. So, you know, you, exactly. you just think in that way, like I'm looking for more stimulus. So mm-hmm. I'd rather do this. That's the thing. Yeah, you don't want to run yourself into yeah, And that's the problem with compound exercises. They're very fatiguing, yeah. very little muscular stimuli. You know, take things like, you know, snatches and, you know, Olympic pressing. Mm. Awesome if you can do it and you can do it properly. But actually, you get very little muscular yeah. stimulus. It's so technical. So many pieces of a puzzle. It's great, you know, for being strong and it's great for showing that. But actually, if you're using it to try and build muscle, there's way Better exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a snatch press. A snatch press isn't going to do much for you because you, you know, you're in a weakened position trying to lift something, you know, over your head. Oh, yeah. Or like, well, squat press. It's like, you know, you just, you know, it's a really hard exercise. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then if you, if you look at the guys doing it, say professionally, they're not doing 10, 12 reps. It's, it's one, two or three, you know, get, get the movement in it. Like it's serving its purpose where I'm trying to work on this for my push press or my clean and jerk. And it's not like I'm doing 20 reps and fatiguing on a movement that is super technical. Yeah, you know, that's important. And, you know, you look at some people's leg days on Instagram. It's like barbell back squats, barbell deadlifts. You know, they have like every single compound move in one leg day. You're like, yeah. wow, that's... that's... It takes me, take me a week to recover. Yeah. It's yeah. So you've got to be really careful. Like I would, if you're gonna do a barbell squat, do a dumbbell Romanian deadlift kind of thing. Like you've got to be careful. If I do squats, I'll actually probably do less overall exercise in my session Mm -hmm. because it's so fatiguing. I'd rather build up slowly and do a longer, more sets of squats if I'm doing them. I'm doing them, then put loads of extra exercise in because it's fatiguing. Even worse. Yeah, and then, you know, you stick in mid session, and then watch you stick after it, because then you don't want anything too fatiguing after it, because you want to crush your, you know, your CNS. So it's it's about, you know, with squats and say with deadlifts, as they can take, and I, yeah, I've done this with people's program where they've had to say, look, after you do, say, yeah, because they really want to do deadlifts, okay, you're going to do deadlifts, and you're going to do a third exercise in. But don't expect yourself to hit the things you usually, the way you usually yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the exercises after, because you're going to be naked. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten programs where I've had to change a lot, where sometimes it's, it's bad having too many equipments in the gym. Because like on leg day, I've seen exercise um, programs where the guy is doing every leg machine, leg extension back squat, hack squat, leg press. And I'm like, well, how are you able to do all these things for four to five sets? And it's the generic yeah. four times 12, four yeah. times 12. And I'm like, so on leg day, you just do all the machines. It's like, yeah. 
on back day you do all the machines it's like yeah lot pulled out cable roll uh, <laughs> pull-ups and it's like yeah I'm training hard and I'm not growing and I've found it so hard to try and get a lot of people to reduce that amount and hardest. be like let's focus on less but cause more stimulus in this way and it's like I finished that session in an hour are you are you sure you know you get yeah, that yeah you're like are you sure that was you know hard <laughs> enough you like yeah you're thinking it should be <laughs> it's a bit too easy so you're not training hard. yeah oh yeah or like, it's yeah because i always do two sets really mm. like so everyone's program like normally generally about six to seven exercises two sets like i say you might want to do a, you know you do your warm-up things at the beginning but mm. then when you get on to each exercise just feel the weight out the, you know feel that feel the set and get your two workouts in they like oh is that gonna be enough well, <laughs> yeah it should be if you're doing it properly you know it's sort of, to what I would do for myself. You don't need to do loads of stuff. And yeah, you know, the worst the worst thing is when a client goes to a new gym. Mm. They've got their plan, they're like, Oh this is good this equipment, can I add it to the plan? Yeah. <laughs> well you can add it, but we had to take something out. Yeah. So it's like, well, what do you want to take out for it? You know, what can we you know, let's look at the movement pad. Yeah. But you know, because everything's exciting. A new piece of equipment, machine's exciting. Yeah. Understand that it's nice to see, it's nice to play with, but is it actually benefiting you? Yeah, yeah, and and again, that just takes experience. And you know, I think if you're interested in training, you should just have a basic knowledge of anatomy. You know, yeah. I true, mean, like true. so many back movements, you see people training, and you're like, well, what are you actually trying to train there? Uh, you know, because you've got upper back, you have your lower lats, mid lats, upper lats. Like, you know, you need to hit all of these. Um, but again, you need to program it in. And like, if you have a goal, like you want to, you know, get a big meaty sort of upper back, you know, you need to be training for that. And again, like, it can be a real pain in the ass. It really can setting up for back day in a gym, especially a commercial gym. Because, you know, if you're doing like a chest supported lap pull down, you've got to go get the bench. Then you're like, oh, I need a handle. Oh, and then i got to find... Yeah, the problem is with that is, uh, you know, a lot of people's gym confidence actually means they stress about moving a bench to the stack. Or, yeah. I said, oh, I'll just roll up a preacher. Like I've done preacher curls. Uh, cable curls. So I'll just take up the preacher bench up to the stack. You're like, oh, I can't do that. Like, well, we can. You know, it's, you know, you're not damaging it. You're just going to move it up. Yeah, it just speed it up. But, you know, I mean, you panic because it, it just takes time to build up that level of confidence in the gym if you relatively new. But here's a spoiler alert for most people: lat pull downs most of the time don't activate your lats. Oh. Just yeah. People waste their time with lat pull downs all the time. I love a chest supported pull down. You know, like a chest supported unilateral pull down too. Oh, those are those are so good. Like yeah. We just target. Yeah. yeah. I think lats. Are, well, back in general is one of the hardest muscles to find what works for you. It's, See, uh, it takes for me, time. I now know what works for my back, and yeah, my back, I, I can I can target the lats quite nicely now. Yeah. And my back's a lot bigger than. Yeah, it's probably, I'm better from the back than the front in that sense. But it's just because, you know, once you find what works, well, what movement patterns work, you can change up some of the equipment. Yeah. But actually, my training, and I'd say this to clients, it's never going to vastly change because mm. once you find something that works, yeah. 
know, we get to use that. Yeah. And you can always tell what works because I get a message from clients saying, oh, that training session was killer. You know, it will be, you know, like, go, look, check out this pump. And you're like, oh, that's good because you actually, you know, you're at least you're targeting and feeling it and, you know, starting to understand it. You know, so those exercises work for you or, you know, we're, we're discussed, so actually, you know, felt, you know, shoulders are hurting a little bit better. okay let's just not do shoulder press you know mm. i actually I take out shoulder press with a lot of people and just do a, a high incline yeah. chest yeah. press I don't get anyone to do direct overhead actually because it's not it's not you know superior for hypertrophy at all no. yeah it's very, it's very joint taxing very and then yeah. it's the thing you know Joe Bennett I was watching say he did the other day about um, it was one of his short segment things about rear uh, rear delt flies and about too many people try to do it straight out, but actually, you, you know, the way the rear delt works, it's as strong, you know, it's as activated in the 45 degree mm. angle as it is, you know, horizontally. So therefore, you know, you just find what feels most comfortable for you, and it'll still be activating that muscle. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to copy the way someone else is doing it. You yeah, just find true, true. <laughs> where the muscle is activated. Yeah. Like, have a basic knowledge of anatomy then go and experiment. And like, as I said, it can be a pain in the ass to do those setups, but they're so worth it. They're so worth it to put you in that optimal position. Well, I mean, like, pain. you say it's a pain in the ass, but I guarantee if you have a female client, so you'll sort yourself back. You are so hard to do it. But you asked her to go set up for a hip thrust. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, You're right. Like yeah. They're the worst. They're really they the worst. <laughs> But people are willing, you know, women are true. willing to do that. Yeah. When it comes to back, we're a lot less willing to set things up. <laughs> You're so right. That's hilarious. Yeah. You could have an intricate sort of glute setup, and they would be like, "Yeah, no worries. Get yeah, your ankle true. straps out." Whereas if you're like, "Oh, why don't you get, you know, some." just some handles to put on, you know, to to be more effective for your back training. Like oh, no, that's, you know. Well, that's <laughs> that's another big tip. Like, get your own handles to take to the gym. You're not, you don't even have to and get... your own cuffs. Cuffs and handles. Yeah. You can, and it makes such a huge, huge difference. Like, you wouldn't... I And I found, like, Andy, especially for rear delts, like, I don't do any flies. Like, I just get them doing my rows. My bib map grows at a 45 degree angle. Um, for me, that hits my rear delts perfectly. Um, I do. I like to do laying face pulls. Mm. So I lay on the floor and go from a high one. Bring it, then also get a bit of shoulder rotation. So when it's up the face, yeah. back, a bit of AC joint mobility work. But I always do face pulls as a warm up exercise on a pool day. Yeah, those are good because ones. Because that's my first exercise yeah. on every pool day. Because yeah, I like face You're more likely on a, on a pool day to actually hurt your shoulder rather than hurt your back because, you know, there's a lot more shoulder. You need actually good shoulder mobility to be able to target your back properly. So therefore, starting something that moves your shoulder a bit more. That's why I do, with the, you know, AC rotation at the end because actually just trying to get blood into your shoulder joint just to make sure, you know, they're good. Yeah. Especially because after you've done push the day before. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, it's true. Like I always find, like if I've done push and then doing a full day, like when I'm doing lats, I can feel my chest, you know, because they, you know, this is all connected at the front. It's like, oh, I'm not training my chest. Can you feel it? You're like, oh. it should probably be push legs push. Push, yeah, yeah. Whenever I've done it, I have done well, it. Oh, it's a tricky one because 
depends on what you're doing in your pool day. If you're trying, if you are going to then stick in some compounds, like a, a, a you know deadlift, you can't do a deadlift after doing a leg day before. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Start pull, push legs. pull legs. Yeah. Push. Yeah. You know, it depends. And as again, I guess that says you know one individuality. Yeah. Because what do you recover from better? Certain yeah. muscle groups that people recover better. Like I feel chest and shoulders days after legs actually recover from me a lot quicker than you know apart from you know joint pain generally recover really quickly you know um you know i get leg doms for like a day that's about it but mm. like i can get doms in my chest that seem to last for yeah. two three days you know? yeah exactly so it's finding what sort of split works best for you what again what you can recover from because there's so many ways to do it like you know or, or just put in an extra rest day you know like i've done like legs push rest pull rest repeat exactly i'm doing much the same that nowadays not so much in my because you know on this sort of holidays or training you know three days in a row rest day but actually when i'm training properly full out i will go often go train rest day training rest day yeah. train and then I actually have like four big sessions a week yeah, and have a rest day after every one, and you know, purely because I actually try to push myself to, you know, proper, you know, close to, you know, failure in every exercise. Yeah. So you need those rest, yeah, you need those rest days. Yeah. yeah. If you're not training with full intensity, you probably will recover a lot quicker anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, and that's something that it really does come with experience, you know, knowing how to push, how to program, what exercises work for you. And just, you know, if Andy's like, oh my gosh, you have to try this new exercise. Like, this is how I grew my biceps. <laughs> well, well, okay, maybe that worked for you, but it's not necessarily going to work for me. Um, and everyone has those sort of quote unquote, like stubborn, stubborn muscles to grow. Oh, yeah, like my biceps aren't particularly big compared to, say, my triceps and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But and I think that's because when I was younger, you just follow what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And like, you know, I now mainly use cables to bicep work to mm-hmm. keep tension. But like years when I was younger, using a, like a, a dumbbell or barbell, throwing it up. Yeah. yeah. You know, make shoulder and back development. Yeah. Pretty terrible for bicep development, you know? Yeah, I always, it's a question I, I enjoy answering because everyone's like, because you see when I finish training, I, do, I like to do my side pose because it's just it's my strongest one and then i get the usual hey man how many times do you train biceps or triceps or arms <laughs> and then i'm always like oh i love this and then i write you know once two times i do two sets of this on this day and yeah. one set and they're like that's it and i'm like yeah i do yep. total four four sets a week yeah. Yeah. And, i said four sets a week on triceps and I'm like, and he's like, but I do more, and mine are not growing. And I, it, there's that point where, because we we always like to talk about it with Wallace, and you go like, exactly. Yeah, yeah well, that's funny. <laughs> no, I, I, not I would better. say, say it again, say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, say that, and then think about it. Yeah, you've been pulling with your biceps. Yeah. You know, they're still working. You've been pushing those triceps. And then you still want to go and do 10 sets of arms, and it's like, yeah, how, how do they recover? Yeah, they'll, they'll stay small. It's like, <laughs> so there's that. It's, and, and again, it's magazines and all the pro athletes who, 
obviously recover better because they're on extra supplements so yeah and substances yeah so that's where and sadly because it's like i used to be the same with like andy you know cheat curls and 10 sets and you're like man i need to fill up that shirt you know saturday, things, saturday like you night see, you make curling with a 20 kg dumbbell with yeah. young like, i'm gonna do that and neither of you should be doing it because both of you have the worst form yep. I've seen it, like, i remember seeing a mate curl a 60 kg dumbbell just for fun right? They did it, you know, he flicked it up using pretty much pure pelvis strength. Lower back and... <laughs> yeah. wow. he's, now, he's now a consultant surgeon for upper arm, he's an upper arm specialist. Amazing. You know, I'm surprised he didn't tear his biceps very well, but, uh, you know. But yeah, so, um, it's one of those things where just because you see it done doesn't mean it should be. Yeah. And there's a lot, that's, and that's where the magazines were a problem, I think. I think there's a lot more knowledge now. Like, in a magazine, you just copy... That's the hardest point to get across to people, I think. It's like, if you can't recover, you really cannot progress. But to, to and that's come don't, be, don't be afraid to admit a mistake. Like, I had to do this kind where they're struggling to recover. And I've said that we're going to have to take out some exercise, like, take down the set, you know, just set, especially like, you know, so some people, you know, if once they start, because this is the thing, we probably started off not being lifting intensely, so I've put in mm. sets yeah. and things. And then as their intensity increases, they're now struggling to recover. So therefore, it's down to me to realise this and go, actually, we're just going to take mm-hmm. out that, that extra set because you don't need it, you know. So, like, on my weeks eight and nine, where I've got strip sets, rather than doing two strip sets, just do one strip set, you know. But then they always are like, oh, but I've now but failed, it, or you, you uh, don't. That, well, you feel a hundred times better when you're not. Yeah, and then you're like, no, 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 you've got to get out of that mindset. Fi- you've got to get yeah. out of that mindset. I find that's where the work is, because even, uh, say, you've done, you've told the client, okay, this week you've, your recovery was a bit off. We'll, we'll take it a bit lower. Next time they feel off, they're scared because they're like, oh, he's, he's going to remove. I'm going to lose my game. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to... I'm saying, it's I'll just write it out. You can just do more or less. Push yourself even harder on that first set. You know, it's fine. You're better off training as hard as you can and then recovering from it so you can train as hard as you can the next day. Yeah. You know, not always your substandard the whole week. You may <laughs> feel like you're doing more, but you're actually doing less. But then you're just tempted to fill in junk volume mm-hmm. when exactly. you do that. And yeah, so it's, yeah, which, fine. Sorry. No, I'm saying which is something we've all done because when, oh, yeah. when I yeah. started learning about uh, the like low volume, high intensity, I, I I used to put in extra stuff and I never wrote it in my book because I was yeah. like, oh, you know, because at the time uh, Wallace was helping me out and he'd ask, okay, so let's see if you're learning. So what, why are you feeling broken down? Did you do anything extra? And I'm like, no. But I know I'm like, oh, those, those extra. I have to, yeah, and I find this actually with, yeah, female competitors, they always want to do more. But yeah. They're not, they're always like, you know, they always say, oh, I did an extra service. And like, oh, why? It means if you can do extra sets, like I say, you didn't train hard enough on the sets mm-hmm. I gave you. Yeah. You know, and that's, a, that's the reality. It's like, you know, if you push yourself as hard as you can on those sets... Yeah, you, you don't need, need to, you, 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 yeah, you, you will not have the energy to do it. 
do the other set. So, you know, that's the thing. It's like, one, don't do more than you need to, you know. But it's down to a coach to educate, because everyone's made that mistake. But if you're not pulling up your clients on it and giving them, and educating them, but, you know, actually, you need to be able to recover. The whole purpose is to recover. You know, we have carbs in your diet to aid recovery, you know, and give you, you know, strength when you're in the gym. You know, you have fats there to manage your hormones. You stop trying to drop one or the other because you're worried about, you know, putting on extra weight or, yeah. you know. It is, and it's down for coaches to, that's why people have coaching instead, you know, part of that is to educate. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're not really worried about being educated, you educate yeah. them anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I always want them to understand why I've programmed a certain yeah. block. Like, okay, maybe yeah. this is more of a metabolic conditioning block, or you know, maybe this is this is to target this, or you know, you've said how you enjoy this one, and enjoyment yeah. is important yeah. as well. You know, with that's yeah. why we're putting this in, and it's in this order because of X, Y, Z, and you know, it's it's obviously easier on yourself because you know yourself. Um, so I think, you know, take homes from this episode is like learn to film yourself, get comfortable doing that, you know, experiment and, you know, find what works for you. Like Annie said earlier, and then just do variations of that. Like for yeah. me, the, the exercise that grows my glutes the most are reverse lunges. That's just how it is. It's not hip thrusts. It's not cable kickbacks. It's reverse lunges for me. It's not even deadlifts. Those, I actually don't really feel in my glutes much. That's just how I am. Um, unless I do a conventional one and then that gets the back. So, you know, find what works for you and then, you know, programming it accordingly. So just having basic knowledge of some anatomy, like basic, um, you know, biomechanics and programming. And, you know, you will go a long, long way to, you know, getting, getting to your goals and working with your body. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, don't rush a process. Yeah, I was going to say. You're learning yourself is the longest process. Yeah, don't try and rush through your training. People are too much equipped to see. You want to see results, but actually, you'll see better, long-lasting results if you just take. Yeah, it's true. No, I was going to say the same. I was just going to say, remember, it takes time because every sort of every session I do, I feel like I'm still learning like there's that mm. ooh, that 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 felt different what did i do different you know there's yeah. and it's it's taken years for me first to well you go through the phases where you've started training you're excited you know do everything like all the jump volume you're just starting out you're you're in that place you're you're like yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna become ronnie coleman you you know you think it's easy so just don't let the phase be too long then uh don't be scared to research, ask around, and then and then learn, learn early what works for you. Because that I think is also a mistake I did. I did not learn early. I I stuck to one routine for too long, that it became hard to just take a few steps back and a few steps back and be like, okay, you know, maybe. And for me that helped because I was in the business, so my clients sort of, and impingement sort of made me think you know what maybe i need to look at this differently but for you there's all this information there's this podcast and you don't have to do that for too long take you know take time sit back and 
take a few steps back and reanalyze it. It it doesn't, especially if you plan to make it a lifestyle. I mean, lifestyles are forever, so mm-hmm. you have forever years to make mistakes, correct, learn. So don't be scared to be like, okay, you know what? I actually did not feel that. So let me let me look for something else, or let me ask someone. Let me, you know, it's it's all learning at the end of the day. So yeah, I, I think. yeah, it's quite it's, it's quite interesting. I had these eight weeks in. Um, he's, he's came, he's a, he was a friend uh, referred to from another guy. Yeah, I feel like I'm not making a significant progress, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, you, yeah, eight weeks is nothing. I said, first month, you're just trying to get used to doing things. Like, mm. yeah. yeah, second, you know, this next eight weeks, you can start building on that. And I actually showed him a photo of like where he started to now. So look, you can still see changes here. Mm. You're just yeah. Then if you're comparing to your friend, your friend's trained with me for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the reason we're in great shape over a year, you know, in different stages, and you know, and he had his learning period. And you know, what learning stage? So for, for the rest of the time, you can actually start building upon that, you know, and everyone just wants you know, a quick fix, but the quick fix is quickly undone, yeah. you know, so therefore, you know, make most of your time to actually learn it and build it slowly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. Thanks for listening. And yeah. Take that long-term view to your training. And as always, we have lots of uh, previous podcasts on all the basics that you can go back and listen to and then apply to yourself.